Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com When you're looking at the wing fullback position in NRL Fantasy, especially with players to start with in this gun position. You're obviously looking very clearly to get someone that has a little bit of value on their starting price. And there could be a couple of guys in here that potentially could have some bounce back or could also really you know, push themselves into the stratosphere, into the next level of elite fullback gun, which is going to be really helpful for your side if you decide to grab one of those guys. But if you're comparing them to the center position, if you're looking to make potentially a risky play, in starting with one of these guns, instead of going for the cheaper guys, I would suggest that wing fullback is the place to do that. All of these guys could go on a six-week run where they do average 60-plus. You know, It could include an 80 in there along with a, a 35 or a 40, but uh, overall getting that sort of 60-plus there. And that's the way you need to look at these guys is if you're going to start with them, hopefully you get to have them for the entirety of the year or you can get, have them all the way through to origin. But at worst, you could have them as sort of a four- to six-week play and, and get yourself off to a really good start. Obviously, that is fairly risky because depending on how the mid-rangers go and obviously the cheapies that, that we have in our sides, and if you know, people employ the strategy of going for the cheaper centers, the cheaper wing fullbacks there, and they actually score pretty well, and a few of those guys make money, then you do fall behind if you do go for a wing fullback or a center. Last year, I went for Joseph Suwili in the centers position in our mid-range, and then I went for Scott Drinkwater in the wing fullbacks. And we know, you know, obviously last year, the Drinkwater ended up scoring really well, but at the beginning, he had a sin bin. He had some low-scoring games. The Cowboys were really poor, so it is a bit of a risk, a big risk at that. I ended up recovering and making a lot of good trades after that to get me back to a good position, but I did push myself out of the, the you know winning overall, the overall prize there. Uh, just by starting with a couple of poor decisions like that, that, that put me on the back foot. So it's definitely something that could put you ahead and catapult you into those top rankings very, very early. It could also push you right down. So I find that very, very interesting. And when you, when you had five players, five wing fullbacks last year that averaged 50 plus, it's definitely a position that could help you win. And, and the question really is there, when do you grab those players? You look at Ponga, he has a tremendous ceiling based on how he played in the back end of last year. Is he the guy that you start with at that really expensive price? Or do you go a lot cheaper from there? One thing I also want to just have a little bit of thought after doing the, the Hines versus Cleary video in the halfbacks the other day was just around Nico Hines, those last three games where Trindle ended up kicking 
a lot more. The, the first few games, he didn't kick for too much. It was around sort of under 100. He had a 150 game you know, around that around that kind of, kind of area. And then increased from there. And in that final game, Trinnell kicked the goals and then kicked that first one in the their first finals game. My question there is, did Nico Hines pick up a little bit of a niggle? Similar to that of what happened with Cleary with his quad earlier on the year. And he was kicking a little, tiny bit less in general play, only a tiny bit. And then leaving those goals to Stephen Crichton as well. So my thoughts there is that potentially in those last three games, did Nico Hines pick up a niggle? And then in that finals game, Trindle missed that one and, and Hines like, nah, it's a finals game. I'm just going to do it and, and kick that goal anyway. So yeah, kicked a little bit in general play and, and went from there. So that's something I just thought we should probably bring up. And if anyone knows anything on that, if I'm talking rubbish, uh, let me know as well. But it's just a, it's just a thought I had as a potential uh, issue that, that Hines had and might factor into him actually not losing too much on the on the kick meter side just a little bit and not the the big amount and potentially the goal kicking as well that he lost in those final few games. So let's get into the spreadsheet now and talk about Kalen Ponga to kick things off. So within there you get him at 757. The average is 51.4 but unfortunately he is priced at a 55 which is pretty frustrating there. So you're looking at him in, in 2020 in PVL ball there, he averaged 60. So that was obviously when our stats were a little bit inflated. And that's the only year he has exceeded what he's priced at currently at 55. So if you take out last season explosion, basically, can you keep up that 61 average from the 10 games that he played at fullback? Because if he can do that, then he could be a guy that you start with and you sort of make sort of you make that five points of of, uh, of value on him, but he obviously comes comes in with a cracking start. And when majority of the guys you're going to be spending money on in this position uh, are going to be scoring you anywhere between 20 to a sort of 35, 40, that 60 average or 55 average or whatever you get from Ponga in that first sort of six to 10 games could be the difference from you, as I said, making some rankings there. Because if you pick a mid-ranger or a cheaper guy in the middle or the edge, there's a lot of those guys available at the moment, then they could score somewhere in that 40 to 50 range and, and kind of be sort of, you know, 10 points behind the the, you know, the three or 400,000 extra uh, K guys that you you would be selecting, like the Payne Haas and the like. And, and Haas is kind of a hard one to push against, but, you know, the, the Cam Murrays and these types of guys that you may be looking at in that mid or that edge position there. So there's definitely something to think about there. And guys that, uh, that like pods, the guys that like to take a bit of a risk at the start of the season... Ponga is a very, very solid risk to take, I think, in my opinion. So, you know, will the Knights be as hot? You know, if lots of cheapies come up, then you may have the cash to fit him in. I, th- I think that's probably where you're going to be at with, with Ponga at this stage. It's just basing it off how many um, how many cheapies pop up over this next period. So, uh, yeah, you've been looking at there. you got all those five-eighth games, and he obviously had uh, the issues with his concussion stuff as well. But if you, f- you filter it just to, to fullback, and, and 2023, and, and he just went absolutely nuclear there. He ended up scoring a try in that game against the Panthers and got 17. So if you take that out, he scored even better than that. So you've got him at a 63 average. He's actually higher than um, than what I had him in there. I think I moved it up to sort of 70-minute games. But, yeah, so so Ponga, absolutely dominant. Lots of 70s and 80s in the 92 game. No hundreds in there. So, you know, there's potential for that as well. The opening draw for them is pretty solid, given they don't have a buy all the way through the round 12. And if he happened to to not make origin, then he's playing in round 13 there, which is absolutely incredible. So Raiders, Cowboys to kick things off, I don't think is too difficult of a start for him. I think Knights will be pretty solid to kick things off without being 
too high over the top or, or too low, you, you doubt that they're going to be you know, either one of those squads, I'd imagine, to kick things off just because they haven't got that momentum kicking into the season. So Ponga, out of all these wing fullbacks, I think is the one that you might want to target uh, as a potential trade, as a potential buy um, in you know, heading into that round one for sure. So that's Callum Ponga. Incredible scoring. You know, it wasn't a ridiculous amount of tries, only the, the six in that sort of 12 games that we've got him there. Um, and then heaped of try assists and obviously the goals in that in that front as well and, and didn't kick goals in those first three uh, first four games that you have there as well. So there's potential for that to increase as well. Something to think about with Kalen Ponga, that's for sure. Let's move on to Latrell Mitchell for our next man on the list. And he's a 747 and he's actually been priced according to his average there at 54. So he has stretches of games where, where he dominates and we'll go through that in a sec. But it hasn't been uh, at the beginning of the season for the past two years. So that's a, a bit of a pain. Therefore, for Luttrell, um, you know, he's going to be one of those top three to four guns very, very comfortably there. And you know, he's always in that sort of early, 50, early 50s average there. It's not often that he goes you know, above that for a season just because there's usually niggles in there. There's usually um, you know, games where he has a bit of a sort of a quieter one. He just doesn't really get involved as much. He doesn't run the footy as much. Um, or if the, the bunnies are struggling a little bit, he's, you know, he can be prone to some, some errors and, and penalties and the like as well. So with Latrell, it seems like it's a bit of a gut feel type of a decision to assess whether or not you think he's, he's going to have a hot start and, uh, and get you off to a good one. I'm not sure if this is actually going to happen, but all the talk at the moment is that with the five meter thinner field, you know, potentially not as many options, uh, options and gaps for, for guys like Latrell to, to, to manipulate and uh, you know get AJ down that left hand side or something like that. So yeah, but I think Latrell he's going to be one of those guys that really wants to put on a show. So you're looking at his start. Obviously, the first two games were good, 61 and 54, and you'd be very happy if that was his beginning this year. Uh, but then the 46, 25, 41 before he did explode between round six and round nine. There, well into a 70, uh, yeah, yeah, a 70 average over across that four weeks. So that was great. And then he had a couple, you know, later in the year, obviously, the um, the 69, the 66 there in 22 and 23, and then was pretty solid, uh, 48 and 51 to round out the year. He only had that four-game stretch where he scored tries, really, and then that one in round 11. Outside of that, he was kind of, you know, putting the odd one on, kicking goals, um, and, and tackle breaks was his sort of currency across the 2023 season where you, you, you're locking him in at, at just under six tackle breaks a game. Meter's game was okay at 127, but he still had those low games through you know, 10, 11, and 12 there, 86, 89, 61. He also didn't play Origin from there, so that calf issue that he had, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it could have been you know, starting to, to bring up through there because every other game before that, he went over 100 meters. So Latrell, definitely an interesting one to have a look at, given there you, you isolate, um, yeah, he's got that 54 average, which we spoke about anyway. So, yeah, that's Latrell. Definitely a solid one as well as a bit of a pod play. Um, Greg Marzu, a little bit different that at 7.34. Average of 53.4. I really feel like Greg scored as well as he could have with the tries, the meters, the bus. Very, very high it was last year, and the Knights were incredible. Him and uh, Dan Gagai, both guys that absolutely dominated last year. So, really, I think for Greg, he's going to be losing money over the first six weeks in, in a high likelihood, in my opinion. Uh, I do think you will be an option at some point if the Knights are still humming. But uh, yeah, one of those guys that I don't think you want to you want to touch to begin the season. He did start well when he came back in in round four, 78 to 69. But for the most part, he was he was great all year. He had 30 was his lowest game. A couple other 30s in there, but for the most part, he was scoring tries um, in majority of games and doing great. So if you think that he could emulate that, then then sure. But I doubt that he could uh, emulate a 200 
meters gained season, scoring a try a game for him and uh, having 8.6 tackle breaks a game. I just don't see that happening to begin the season. But, you know, we could be proven wrong, that's for sure, and a lovely um, a lovely schedule there for their, for their buys, which is cool. All right, Scotty Drinkwater, the next man on the list. Very, another very interesting choice there is Scotty, and uh, a 7.15, average of 50. His astronomical play through that middle part of the season balances out his, his slow start, in my opinion. So, like, with him averaging sort of 60 across that period, uh, balances out him, you know, being pretty average. So, I think he'll he'll fall somewhere in the middle. He won't be as incredible as last year for a certain stretch. I think he might just be better for a longer period of time uh, rather than being that next level. Um, so, I think for him, he'll probably get that 50 average again. With the cows playing better as well for longer stretches, most likely... So I think he's an option through the middle of the season. But we'll have a look at his scoring there. It started with a two-try 38, not great, a 10 with that sin bin. It was very sad for me. I did trade him out after that at 27-27 before he went really, really well, basically, for the rest of the season. Only had a 37 um, and a 12 to finish. So that kind of dropped him a bit as well in that one. He actually kicked goals in that last three games as well. So that's going to be uh, interesting if we do happen to lose Val Holmes, that you know where that next goal kicker comes from there. So you see the stretch through the middle was incredible. Scored some tries, hardly scored any uh, through that first. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What ten games that he played, or close to it? So, Scotty, definitely a guy to have a look at. Um, especially if the Cowboys are humming too, but they have a you know an okay start to the season. Nothing crazy compared to you know last year, what we thought, but um, yeah, how are they going to go against a, a better Dolphin side, a really good Knights side, and then you've got Dragons. We're not sure what they're going to provide. Broncos from there will be good. So um, big thing with, with Drinkwater and the, and the Cowboys there is they have a really long stretch of games without a bye, which was the same last year as well. Jermaine Asako at 6.688 there, the 50 average. So he's our last guy on this list that averaged 50 that actually played more than a few games. Best season of his career. Dolphins could probably get better as well because rounds 15 to 22, they sort of struggled a bit and that coincided with, with Asako's low points as well. Uh, so they weren't as great, nor was nor was him. I think Avrilo next to him is going to help. He had a few guys that weren't big passes of the footy in uh, you know, last season and uh, they, you know, that side was sort of targeted a little bit defensively and, and that you know contributed to him getting a few missed tackles just naturally as well. So I think Avrilo being there, being a good passer, being a, you know, a really strong ball runner as well, uh, could get both of them anyway, could get line breaks down that side and you know those long range ones where pass it back in or pass it to, to Osako there and uh, you know, either one of them going to get those tries and those assists there, which is going to be good. Uh, but I think he's in a void for now. Just on the outstanding season that he had, I very much doubt that he'll be able to do that again. There's plenty of tries in there for him. 
Uh, I think he'll be really solid again. I doubt that he regresses too far, but it's it's a, a guy that doesn't have the, the tremendous upside that you have from Ponga and the like. Tedesco. All right, someone that uh, do have, does have some upside. Before you go there, this Jordan Pereira, there, the 50. We love this man. No idea how he didn't get a discount at all, given he won't even make the starting team. They've got a lot of guys to try and fill that wing spot. But, uh, yeah, we'd like to see him get a game somewhere, but Broncos is not the team. Unfortunately, Teddy, 670 to 48.7 average, so pretty low for him. We're not expecting the Roosters or Teddy to start well, just because it hasn't happened in a, in a good while, so I wouldn't bank on it again. But probably does become an option again at some point, as really he was a 50 plus, 55 plus guy from round 12 onwards, and he has many seasons where he's in, in the mid 50s and into the 60s as well. So you could take a punt on him, obviously, with him being with him aging there. Um, and you could completely win on him, and he could average, you know, 55 or 60, or at the beginning of the season anyway, or he could be the 35 guy and uh, and ruin sort of your your beginning of your season. So that's probably the the big issue with him. You look at uh, 2022, and he was a 54 guy there, so you know, six points of value in that one. 2021, 59. So he's slowly slowly regressing from there. But could you see him improve on his beginning? Yeah, sure. That's a very very poor beginning. Um, and then had that 15 and the 20 in there and the 22. So some low scores in there in amongst some, you know, some really good ones where he does score a bunch of tries. And, and that's kind of what you're hoping for here is he does score tries. But for them, again, a pretty tough start compared to a lot of teams, to be honest. There. you got Broncos, Manly, Bunnies, Penrith um, in that first four weeks. So you know, could Teddy come out and really go low? Yes. Could he go astronomical? I just doubt it. So Teddy, I just think you can't start with just based on um, where he's at from last year, his regression a little bit, and yeah, the the quality of outfits that he comes up against in the next few weeks. Reese Walsh is six sixty four, so pretty low price compared to the other guys. Obviously, almost a hundred k difference on on the trail and on Ponga. So, if you think that Walsh is going to you know take it to the next level, he could be one of those guys that does that. Currently, doesn't have the game to go nuclear, in my opinion, with only a seventy and a seventy one as his two top games. And for someone with Walsh's caliber of play, you'd expect him to be a lot higher than that, which he wasn't. He needs his run meters to go above the one fifty five there, and that's kind of where I see his sticking point is. It's just his run meters. If he can get that to sort of the one seventy one eighty, you'll get more offloads, you'll get more tackle breaks, and potentially more you know tries and try assists at that. So can he like take the leap by scoring more tries? And you know, sort of increasing his run meters there. That's probably the big thing on Walsh here. We'll just have a look at his scoring there. And the big thing with him is just the lack of tries, actually. He scored a few near the end, so four in that last five games for him. But before that, he only had four in the rest of the season. So I definitely think that's something that he could increase. You're looking at try assists, and he was kind of getting... He was averaging just over that one a game, I believe. We put that together there, 2023, 1.1. But a 0.4 try scoring rate, I think, is a little bit low for someone of his caliber. The tackle breaks are 5.5 school, the one offload a game, 155 meters, and a little bit of kick meters as well, I think is pretty cool. So if he can get that up to about that, you know, getting that extra point in kick meters per game, that will be cool. He gets the meters gain up sort of 20 from there to 175, I think is fair. And even just getting that try scoring rate up, you know, a couple of points a game uh, is going to bring him into sort of that 54, 55 bracket. And I think that's somewhere Walsh can be this year. And he's definitely one of those guys that you could look at starting with. But a fairly hard draw as well with Roosters, Rabbitohs, Penrith, Cowboys, and Melbourne to kick things off. Walsh is one of those guys that could really pay off at the beginning. Uh, I think he's going to score fairly well in general. He's, he's probably a bit more consistent, probably will be a bit more consistent this year. 
and just with the quality of team, the the, the points just you know do are going to seem to come with him. He could have low games to start, um, and then you see that last fifteen minutes where he absolutely goes bonkers and scores tries and sets them up and kind of finishes off games there. So Walsh, an interesting one, a little bit of a punt, but uh, good payoff, that's for sure. Dylan Edwards, six sixty k, forty eight the average. He will have big up and up and down stretches. He, you know, he started well and people kind of traded him in and they got burnt. So I just don't really see much value at his price. There. You can see those first sort of five games. He picked up that 98-4 try effort in round six. And it kind of went yeah, a little bit downhill with 235s. A good 56, 73, 47, and 60. Uh, so really overall over that stretch, he was a mid-50s guy and then started going slow from there. And it was kind of hard to even play him. There's guys that were like, come on, man. Like he's getting 19, 19. When they're yeah, you know, when they're winning games, twenty six to six in that one, twenty eight nil, and he picked up nineteen in both of them. So, yeah, I don't think he's one that you can start with. He's just going to be up and down between this price, I think, which is frustrating. Tommy Trebojevic, alrighty, so six fifty three, average of forty seven point five, and yeah, he's an interesting one, isn't he? So he's just got too many low scores for my for my team and what I'd be looking for in amongst the big scores is what keeps him under that 50 average. So you factor in his injury risk and I really think it's tough to start with him. He's got the travel over to, to Vegas as well, which can be uh, you know, tough on, on anyone's body, let alone someone that's, uh, you know, does get some you know, soft tissue injuries, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, an okay start for him. The 40 in the first one with a try this and a couple of line breaks there. So a bit low for what his output was there. Uh, 70 there, 36, 56, but then 16s, 29s, 25s, 33s, you know, 20, uh, yeah, just some low scores in there in amongst all that, uh, which is an issue, but then he had 105 and a 79. So you could get him at the right time. You could also just miss out on uh, any good scores in general and, and he could cook you. So to worry if it's not for me uh, at that one there, Clint Gutherson, the Gutherino, a 6.27, average of 45.6. So he played a really great role in and around Origin, especially... Yeah, he really helped a few of the coaches up top. Um, you know, go really well over that period when they had the good buy section there. And he really stood up without Dylan Brown there. So with Dylan Brown back, I think that he drops back a little bit. But you see there, he averaged 45. So he had a really good period there and he still averaged low. So I think you've got to stay clear for now, even if the heels do improve at that. You see he has lots of 30s and 40s in his game. Uh, and then a 79 in round nine. And then a really good stretch here from 15 all the way through till 21. And uh, yeah, a couple of good, couple of good ones in amongst a poor thirteen in there to finish. So, Gutherino, let's leave him out for the moment. All right, Roger Tuivasa-Shek is six nineteen. I feel like it'd be really hard to take Roger at this price, even if he was playing fullback, where he was a forty six average guy, which is exactly yeah, pretty well exactly where he's priced at at forty five over his last two seasons. He's been two years out of the game and likely to be at centre. I think it's a no, even the dual position that, he, that he'll get if he does play centre. I just think it's a no from there with Roger. But you're looking at the, his recent scores, and they're at fullback, and that's 2021. He had a really good start um, in 2021 there. Has his ups and down games as well. Has an 11, uh, sorry, played 5-8 for 14 minutes. Scratch that, but he had a 15 on the wing. He was all over the shop, so... We want him at fullback, and it's just not going to happen unless Chance get in, gets injured, and then even then they might bring Tua Picky in at that point. So Roger is a no. Nick Meany is also going to be a no. He did his job last year. He's not going to be at fullback, so you just avoid with him. But yeah, if he gets that chance at some point, which he's not, um, he's going to be solid and, and not a guy with huge upside. Brian To'o and Taylor May are going to finish the things off here with To'o. Average 44, 609K. You could look at him and go, oh, wow, there's a little bit of value there. But the stats tell me that 
his 58 average in 2021 is the anomaly, not the rule. This is who he is over the course of a season. Uh, he's had multiple years now where he's averaged in the mid-40s, and you're seeing now that teams are trying to kick away from him to avoid his damaging running. So you look at uh, 2022, for example, averaging 39 in sort of limited games for him. So it's a little bit of a, a down year. 22 was 42. So he's even lower than, than this average that he got in 2023 there. And even with the uh, the big try scoring stretches there, yeah, it's still pretty solid. There's a lot of 40s in there in amongst the old 60s. So for him to average 50 over a time where he scored every game is still not, not ideal and not that boom type of guy. He just doesn't have it anymore. The uh, meters gain are at 203. They're a lot lower than that of 2021. Tackle breaks are at four. He's just not given that many opportunities to to tackle break like he used to be if he was up around that eight, like he was in the past. Uh, and obviously when tackle breaks were worth three, um, yeah, something to, to look at with Toto. So it's no from me. And then Taylor May is the last one on the list here. So yeah, welcome back to, to Taylor. It's be good to have him there. Given no discount in his 2022 season where he averaged that uh, that 44, you know, high to 43s there. And coming off an injury, he's not a cash cow anymore. So we just can't start with him. But uh, yeah, he was cracking at the start of the year with plenty of tries across the season. So he'd have to emulate that and more and you know, bring his meters gained up big. He could be in the centers, could be on the wing. Just not uh, no no interest in fantasy. Some interest definitely in Supercoach, given he's in the 400s. But uh, yeah, not for fantasy for us at this point. Let's go to the best options for points and value. There's five guys on the list only, in my opinion. Ponga, points plus the value, very clearly up top. Mitchell has that boom or bust sort of, and over the years going to be a 50-plus guy comfortably. Walsh, I just think there's some upside potentially with some value for him, um, and points are going to be there as well. Similar to that with Drinkwater, has those stretches where he has that upside for sure if the Cowboys do well. And then Tedesco is kind of like a, a bounce back potential. You know, you don't have, you can never count him out. But I just think to start with, he's probably not the guy, but he could feature at some point throughout the season. That is the wing fullback slot, guys. I hope you enjoyed that video. That is all of our our top tier guys that we have gone through. We're going to be getting into the next few videos are going to be around some of the teams. So Broncos and the Bulldogs will have my hot takes for the season. Some teams is, uh, seem a little bit boring, so we might leave them out a little bit, for, but we'll uh, you know, get three for all the others. Um, and we'll get into some strategy and different things along the way. I'll kind of put out my schedule in Discord as to how the, the videos are going to look when I know in advance. So thanks again, guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 